Hello, lovely listeners. We are here on a Friday. Yes. We're usually here on a Friday, but it's the off Friday. We're still here. Yes. Because we have another wonderful interview for you. Today we are talking to Rebecca, a.k.a. Becca Beck, if you follow the similar Twitter sphere that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the founder of Banded PR, which you're going to learn all about in this this interview. Um, you want me to t- chime in? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's all right. This is why you edit to be, things. To be fair, we're recording this at 8.40 p.m., which doesn't sound late for a lot of you, but for me and Leah, this is when our brains start turning off because we know we're going to have to get up super early to go to the gym. Yeah. But such a good interview. Like, it's always, me and Leah were talking, it's always kind of a different interview when you have someone who's like, in the PR scene, like in journalist scene, like we are compared to when you're talking to an artist. So I feel like the conversations are way more relaxed and there's a lot of thought, um, sharing, if you will, between all three of us, because we're kind of dealing with similar things. We're kind of dealing with, you know, things that, you know, where she works more on the, um, interview and artist side, uh, you know, learning new perspectives on that process. Yeah, so hope you enjoy the interview. I'm Leah. I'm Bethan. And this is Shua Rakyu. Where are they getting a dub in a CBS executive meeting? No. Bitch, don't touch my thermostat. <laughs> the ghost be like, pull up before I haul you. Let me turn down the thermostat. Who is this band? We're on page one, guys. <laughs> this is Shua Rakyu. Okay, we are joined today by the wonderful founder of Banded PR, Rebecca also Becca Beck, because as I was saying before we started recording, calling people by their real name after seeing their Instagram or Twitter okay. handle forever feels wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I love listening to this podcast. So yeah, I'm excited to Aww, talk to you guys. Thank you. We love everything you do over Abandoned PR. Thank you. You guys are always so supportive, and I appreciate that so much. Of we course. have to be. We're, we're rolling in the same circles, doing the same thing. So. That's yeah. right. For sure. So to start, tell us about yourself and uh, I guess how you got into music, because you're super involved in lots of things in the scene. Yeah, um, I kind of got here doing a lot of things, too. Um, so I originally went to school for um, PR and event planning. And I uh, was like, oh, I think I, who who doesn't want to plan a concert? Um, So there was a local um, promotions company that put on shows downtown. And uh, I basically just bugged the crap out of them to like, let me be a part of their team and help out with shows. Um, So I started out promoting shows which is like not really my forte. I don't really like selling tickets, (laughs) Um, but it was a learning experience and I got to meet a lot of people, which got me into um, blogging um, and interviewing artists. Um, That's kind of how I guess Banded kind of started because I interviewed artists through that company and 
did some projects in school where I had to interview them and I'm like, I want to put these online. Um, and I always enjoyed writing. So I started a blog in college and it wasn't banded. So it's kind of grown and evolved. Um, I used to be more, um, career focused, like working in PR, how to network, all that fun stuff. Um, and then I just realized I want to do everything music. So, um, worked in promotions, um, worked in radio doing promotions for two different companies, iHeart and then a smaller local company. Um, I did VIP at a venue for a while. Um, and I worked for a PR agency all like throughout this after college. And then uh, my most recent gig before COVID um, I worked in marketing for Live Nation doing festivals. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then now I'm still kind of doing that, but um, different companies. And then um, with Live Nation, I'm doing some wonderfully fun customer service stuff for festivals on top of everything with Banded. Um, and yeah. <laughs> I love that you were like, hey, you just keep bugging people because I mean that's how you do it that's how really honestly that's how you get involved in things you just gotta ask and then Mm -hmm. just like keep asking until they give you like a solid no yep yeah I mean I was just trying to get I mean I was living in a city so I live in Cincinnati now and that's where I grew up too um and you know everyone's like you can't do music in Cincinnati so like I was finding every outlet that I could um yeah do music I'm like don't tell me I can't do music here I will do music here do we have concerts here we do so um there's definitely opportunity totally I imagine that it's a very weird time to be working in customer service for festivals (laughs) um 10 out of 10 never want to do again (laughs) (laughs) I cannot imagine Um, between just uh, the the weather related stuff that's happened the COVID related stuff like it's just not a good year please tell me please tell me you're not doing customer service for Blue Ridge Rock Fest because I imagine that is a shit show of a shit show it could be worse it could be much worse than what you're doing now Yeah, uh, thankfully I'm not. I listened to your, I saw that you did that. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening right away because I want to hear your feedback on it because that just sounds like, I think I might've quit on the spot if I was doing this. You would not have been alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really divisive festival. Either some people absolutely loved it. And then there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who are like considering legal action right now especially yeah. for the lack of ada compliance mm-hmm. which yeah, is a that's big one. not good yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's so- interesting how you can have people attend the same festival and come out with two completely different um experiences yeah. i think people are determined they're gonna listen to the music and that's great and i think that's mm-hmm. awesome and i love the music i listen to but then I think there's an aspect of you got to point out the bad things, right? That the issues to getting to the music, because that's just as important as the music itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, the music is important, but if you know people aren't safe or right. 
you know, you don't know where you're spending the rest of the night or uh, mm-hmm. you don't know how you're going to get off of the grounds. Like that's going to affect how you're experiencing the music too. Exactly. Yeah. Again, <laughs> glad that I made the decision not to go before it even happened. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good call. Uh, so, so back to Banded. What is Banded and how did that get started? Yeah, so Banded is a music site slash boutique PR agency um, that I founded and run. Um, the our tagline is where artists and ba- or bands and artists band together. I said that wrong. I cannot talk. Where artists and fans band together. That's our tagline. Jeez. Um, but so we have a decent sized staff of writers and photographers. And um, the main thing with that is when anyone expresses interest, all I say is if you love it, you can cover it because that's 100% the reason that I started it. Um, I've written for different outlets and I read Um, different outlets and a big thing that I don't like is one the gossip Um, two I hate going to a website and being uh, having to filter through ads to get to one Mm -hmm. article Mm -hmm. Um, and I just don't want to write about something I don't like Um, I'm more of a person if I don't like it we're just not gonna mention it I'm i don't want to write about something I don't like. So um, I'm like, okay, cool. I don't really know what outlet does this. So I'm just going to start my own. (laughs) And that's where we're at. Um, Love it. Yeah. I love that because you can tell, I obviously read like every Struts show review that ever gets written. You can tell the (laughs) ones that like knew what they were getting into. And then the ones who are just sent there an assignment and they're like, I went to a show. Here's some pictures. The Mm -hmm. end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious when uh, you can tell someone wasn't into it and they're just kind of reporting. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing is like Bandit isn't a news outlet. It's um, an outlet to share experiences and get people to listen to the music we love. Um, So, yeah, we don't want to just say, hey, the Struts played this local venue this is what they played. It was cool. Here's some photos. Like Mm -hmm. we want to give you a little bit more than that. The amount of articles I read exactly like that is really (laughs) sad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of it. Like, uh, when I'm trying to like get press for artists and I'm just looking to see what other people write about artists. Um, cause when I write about albums, I like to see what other people have to say about things. And I feel like half of the articles I pull up, are one they just copied and pasted a press release they got or two they're just like hey this artist released an album here you go here it is like cool like we didn't all need to do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it's not doing anybody any favors no i i yeah not at all um so you you and your staff who are like the nicest people ever that i've i've interacted with several of them now Mm mm-hmm in the Instagram world, you guys do create some of like the greatest 
most interesting content out there. What keeps you yeah. guys going other than just like writing about stuff you love? Yeah, I I think our staff has like a unique bond. Um, we so we communicate via Slack and we talk all the time. We have different channels for like brainstorming, um, and then we have other channels where we talk about mental health and like we check in on each other and if like we're having a bad day and need to talk through something um people uh will comment and share advice and stuff so i don't know it's kind of like a little family um and we all just kind of want to see each other succeed and be happy and you know enjoy life day to day and um figure out how we can help each other um, make our dreams come true in the music world, you know? And you guys are all spread out too. Like you're not all in the same place. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really know that anyone's in the same city. So I'm in Ohio. We have some people, um, someone in Nashville, a few people spread out through Texas, LA. Um, we even have people in Italy and um, Germany nice. too, which is crazy. <laughs> they get to cover the European legs of the tours. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. I'm super excited for uh, tours to come back for them, so they can go out and do that. Totally. Um, and so I know that you are a strong supporter of the fangirl slash fan to music business pipeline mm-hmm. and bands hiring fans. Um, I'd love to hear some more of your thoughts on that and how that factors into what you guys do as well yeah um so this is like kind of interesting because i feel like at the beginning of me trying to get into the music industry i was like oh i gotta suppress my inner fangirl if i want to get anywhere like i have to be chill i can't let people know that i'm like a fan you know which is total bullshit and I realize that now um because when I did you know let out my fangirl I succeeded when I did that uh worked with that promotions company I sold the most tickets when I was promoting a band that I absolutely loved I sold the most tickets out of our whole team because I was passionate about their music um so I think like once realizing that I've been um, a big advocate of that and with Bandit in our content, um, I I let everyone talk about their fangirl experiences and, um, you know, waiting all day to get to the barricade and meeting the artists. And um, I mean, everyone's a freaking fangirl of something. So yeah. There's no reason to hide it. Um, and I think it adds to the content. It makes it interesting. It makes it easier to connect to. Um, and, you know, fangirls freaking run the world. <laughs> We're buying your tickets. We're buying your merch. Mm-hmm. Um, we know you better than anyone. So. No, exactly. Well, when we were talking with uh, Name Three Songs, another uh, podcast that specifically targets um, the music industry, they mm-hmm. talk about how like not widely accepted it is in like the journalistic side of music to be a fangirl. Like you have yeah. to just be like, keep it cool, keep it cool. And like, I get it because you don't want to be like, you have to know the point, but like to know like, hey, 
you make incredible music. Like it, you're right. It adds mm-hmm. so much more depth, more flavor and color to an interview. So it should yeah. be more widely accepted. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's a line, like you still have to be respectful of people, but I think it's yeah. 100% okay to be like, Hey, I'm a fan of your music and whatever. I think for me, when I've had interviews and I've expressed how much, you know, a piece of music meant to me or, um, you know, the artist appreciated that and they could tell by my questions that I was actually a fan of their music and it made that interview and that conversation a hundred times better. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, they get asked the same six stale questions in every right. interview. And <laughs> they're tired too. Yeah. yeah. And if you're a fan, you're going to, one, know that they get asked the same questions because you're reading all those interviews. <laughs> yes. um, and two, you're going to have more insight and some interesting questions to ask them. So, and I think they really appreciate that. And typically they'll be vocal and let you know that they do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the most surprising thing you've learned working in the various spots you've worked in the industry? Um, I don't really know. I think it was surprising to me. I don't really know that it really is surprising to anyone, but how unprepared everyone is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love like, that. I feel like no one's organized. <laughs> like, uh, like with festivals, you're, you bring in thousands and thousands of people and you would think it would be like clean cut, like everything is organized, ready to go. And there's just, you know what? People are still scrambling. (laughs) That's good to know. I kind of assumed it was all put together too. So yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's put together for the most part, but you know, there's still some, you're just like, how is this not together? Same with like working with artists and getting music out like Mm -hmm. like how do you you don't have a whole plan well you do but they just wanted to put it together in a week and get the music out so it's chaotic lee and i have had some pr companies oh my god oh yeah (laughs) not to drag anyone but yes we're not exactly (laughs) some of them are like the best ones we've ever worked with and they are reoccurring you know people that come to us and then there's just a few like maybe one or two that is just like we're just like hey and we'll send email after email after email after they came to us with an artist yeah and then they never answer us and I'm like cool Cool. let us know when you want your artist on the show because here's seven dates I sent you but they've all passed now so I don't know what to do anymore (laughs) yeah see (laughs) Oh, Everyone's yeah. just making it up as they go along. Yeah, they, they really are. And some are better at, you know, pulling it all together. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, guys. Fake it <laughs> yeah, till you make pretty it. much. <laughs> uh, what advice do you have for anyone who wants to get involved either on like a journalism side or the promotions side since you've worked in both? Um, Honestly, just get experience however you can. Um. I mean, in both getting that experience to build your portfolio or, um, you know, getting experience on site is everything. And 
I think that's going to help you get more opportunities, especially with writing. Like everyone just wants to see your writing samples when you're going for jobs and things. So, um, and if you don't have opportunities, make them yourself, which is exactly what I did with my blog and how I kind of got into journalism, um, music journalism. So if you can't find the opportunity, make it yourself. Love that. <laughs> so one thing I've always wondered is you guys make the best playlists mm -hmm. and I don't know how you do it because there's so much new music every week and yet you guys still crank like it out every Monday. A plus. A plus. <laughs> and you. I know I succeeded when you're covering an artist that I've been listening to. Like I know I found the right music. Yes. Yeah, nice. I love that. Uh, so Staff Picks is a group effort and it's so nice because I mean, sometimes people will put stuff on there that I've never even heard of. So it's like a discovery for me every week as well. But we just have a collaboration playlist and every Sunday, everyone has to get their picks in. Um, and then we bring it all together. And I don't know what everyone else does, but I make sure like Friday through Sunday, I'm like digging through new releases and um i should be better at it but i should go through our email and all the pr emails we get but it's just a little overwhelming so it's a lot of digging through spotify for new releases for me yeah. it's such a tiny window too like yeah to get it. that's why it i'm is. like how do you guys curate this in like 48 <laughs> hours well especially i know last week i had four albums drop that oh. of artists that yeah. i like a lot mm -hmm. so and I'm now just finishing those four albums like it's just so much content on Fridays it is a lot which uh Spirit Box released their album and I dropped the ball I was listening to the whole album like okay yes I'm gonna put them on staff picks mm -hmm. but I want to pick my favorite song and then of course I couldn't decide and then I never added it and I'm like oh it's hard damn it. And That's a great album. Start to finish. That <laughs> album is solid. It is hard to find one that is just sticks out above the other. I think they're all just on a very good equal platform of just being a great song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a really great album through and through. So I'm like, I couldn't just in that moment pick a, pick a favorite to add. Because I feel like we all kind of put solid amount of effort into the songs we choose and we really want to like them. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So thanks for listening to our playlist. Yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> I find new things all the time. And then it makes me happy that like something that showed up in my release radar also shows up. And I'm yes. Like, Do yeah. I have cool taste in music? <laughs> Am I better than Am everyone I? else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> Yeah, we dabbled in playlists at one point and we were like, no, this is not for us. Upkeep. This is hard. See, <laughs> I love upkeep. playlists. It's like, oh, if I could do that for a living, I would do it. I would much rather listen to playlists that other people curate. I don't even curate my own playlists. Like, yeah, I'm really bad at it. So, it's no, it's I do all the time. It's interesting because playlist pitching has become like a full time job now where these mm -hmm. major record labels are just like I'm sure you guys deal with them too just always like hey can you throw this artist on your playlist like you can hire people to do that negotiation now yeah we do get those and it's cool but 
oftentimes it's really frustrating because I put a lot of effort into piecing these playlists together mm-hmm. and these pitches clearly they did not listen to the playlist and like pick up the vibe of it um and I'm like you didn't like this song does not match my playlist at all mm-hmm. why why would I add it it's, I'm like it's not even the same genre <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel yeah. better we get those for our podcast as well yes. they'll be like we see that you're a music podcast are you interested in this but different font artist? different font mm. like it's either like <laughs> we see that you in smaller right. font oh, music yeah. podcast. Rock podcast yes <laughs> <laughs> So if anyone's listening who sends those emails, stop copy pasting things. They're going in a no folder in our Gmail account. Yeah, really. We actually have that that no folder. We do. Oh, that's Uh, funny. (laughs) What artists inspire you the most to do what you do? Ooh. Um, Right now, especially with Banded, is all the um, current rock bands that are you know getting this younger generation into rock um so like Greta Van Fleet, Dirty Honey, The Struts um had had to throw them in for you um (laughs) which I do like them a lot um yeah just all these bands bringing back rock and roll and you know grinding and creating really good music and really great live shows I was going to yeah. say, and they're, they're starting to get their, their touring up and running as well, which is yeah. super exciting. Mm-hmm. And which, it's really cool. Oh. oh, no, keep going. <laughs> it's just really cool that, uh, you know, working with Bandit, a lot of them interact with us and interact with their fans. And um, I think that's really exciting. And it makes you want to cheer them on even more. So and support them on you know our website or our playlists and all that fun stuff that's what people who don't support smaller bands miss out on is Mm -hmm. they're so interactive and like so happy to have their fans yeah you Mm -hmm. don't get that with like a a taylor swift level artist like i love taylor swift but she can't react to her five million fans whereas right like Dirty Honey is super responsive because it's a really small following and they mm-hmm. are really appreciative of it, which I love. Yeah. And it makes it even sweeter if they do blow up. You got to watch that progression. Yeah. Yes. Like you are right there with them. And um, I think that's like one of the best parts about music. Oh, it's, and It's the most rewarding feeling as yeah, it, when it you is. watch someone who is small just become mm-hmm. this insanely big artist. Yeah. Is this when you tell your Lizzo story, Bethann? I was on the ground floor (laughs) before anyone, before anyone knew who Lizzo was. It was January 2019, and I found her song, and she blew up four months later. Oh, my gosh. You and uh, my friend Safety Tess could bond over that, because she's always like, I saw Lizzo before she blew up. Yes. I was so proud. Like, I was like, I found her when she only had 200,000 followers on, on Instagram. I love that. I love that. Bethann will never let this, let this no. die. No. It's you hold on to that moment. Point you deserve of pride. That. Speaking of touring, I know you've been to a lot of shows. You've worked a lot of shows. What's the best show you've ever seen? Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, oh, this is so hard, but I feel like I'm going to say Harry Styles the first time I ever saw mm. him because after that show, me and my friend were like, what the heck? We have to experience that again. And then we bought tickets that night to see him again that week. So oh, like, I love that. I it love was that. just that good. Um, it was just that good. <laughs> I love that. Are you going this tour at all? I am. And it's killing me because all my friends have seen him already and are going to see him again. And I have to wait till the end of October, but it'll be, it'll be worth it. I know the struggle. (laughs) I'm not even a big Harry fan, but I have friends who have gone and I'm like, that looks like a cool show. Yeah. He's just like a really good entertainer. Um, I mean, I think his music is really fun and I, I really like the, um, album he just released but he just really knows how to interact with the crowd and he's just a funny guy <laughs> and he has great outfits too so true. Yes. yeah i want nothing more than a rolling stones biopic where mick is played by harry that's all yes. i want in life i know he would be so good at it i can't we tell you um, I can't tell you how many times I've watched the SNL skit where he plays Mick Jagger because it's just so good. We need it. We need yes, it now while he's like this perfect age. <laughs> yes. Someone yep. make that happen. Uh, who's still on your must-see list that you haven't seen yet? Um, I would say Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, which I was supposed to see next week at ACL, but because of covid she canceled all her dates this year mm, that's is a bummer yes um i feel like she is a really big one um the rolling stones which i was supposed to see too i still have hope Same. for them we'll see mm-hmm. what happens but um honestly a lot of the older artists that i'm like i don't know how much time i have left to see them right <laughs> um no, I feel you on yeah. Rolling Stones. I missed their DC date like right before COVID. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the Charlotte date. And then, you know, the world exploded. So yeah, fingers crossed yeah. they announce a new tour because I'll go wherever yeah. to see them. But I need, mm-hmm. I need it to happen. <laughs> right. Hopefully it'll happen. One last tour. Yes. All right. Before I throw it to Beth Ann for the lightning round questions, where can people find you and Banded and all the things online? Cool. Um, you can find me at Becca Beck on Instagram, Twitter, literally everything. I have the same username, same with Banded. Um, that username is Banded PR, and we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Twitter, Facebook, all the things. Trying to work that TikTok magic, but yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard. hard. It really is. Yeah. Okay. I have two general themed questions and two fall slash spooky season themed questions. Okay. But first we'll start with general. If you could give a TED talk on any like minor slash day-to-day subjects, like what good coffee should taste like? How many plants are two plants? What would that subject be? Um, can it be music related? Yes. Sure. I would do it on why rock is not dead. Yes, we approve. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Please attend. 
<laughs> we need a bonus episode. We'll invite you on to do the TED Talk as a bonus episode. How about yes. this? Okay. <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, next question. Give me a positive phrase that you would put on a cat poster. Positive Either phrases. off the top of your head or previously <laughs> written by someone. I didn't read your questions before we started this. So that just took me I, I don't recommend my reading surprise. my questions ahead of time, Leah. Oh, gosh. I, I do not recommend it. Positive? I, I mean, I don't really know if this is positive, but it was the first thing that popped in my head. And that would be, it is what it is. I like that. I like that. I see <laughs> I like the cat. That. I see the cat hanging from the tree yeah. branch. I just feel like it, it works really well with a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. On to our spooky seasoned flavored questions. Okay. Would you rather be stuck in a corn maze with a werewolf chasing you or be trapped in a haunted mansion with Gary Busey? What the <laughs> hell? Oh gosh. This is because um, we just watched Buddy Holly's story. Yes, that's this what is, this inspired is fully this. inspired by that question. I think I'm gonna go with the mansion just because I hate running and I don't feel like trying to run away from a werewolf in a corn maze. But then you have to <laughs> run away from Gary Busey. You but I feel hide. like that he would be easier to run from, would he not? This is probably true. I think you, he only has the speed of maybe two miles per hour. And if he yeah, catches I, you, you're not turning into a werewolf. So like, he's just gonna talk your ear off about the glory days, <laughs> and probably like, I don't know, acid. <laughs> so you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm here for that. I'll survive. <laughs> fair enough. It's a better survival rate, you know. <laughs> and then the last question Leah the question is changing for the first time no it's in not in the history of our pot I've changed the question just slightly for spooky season and because Becca listens to a lot of our episodes I didn't feel like it was fair to ask what kind of cereal would you be and why because she's thought fair. it through I know it so instead I am asking if you could choose one of the following cereals, which would you be and why? And the choices are Booberry, Frankenberry, or Count Chocula. I'll even accept the Monster Mash that came out this year for their 50th or 60th <laughs> anniversary. It's okay. I had some because I had to. It is good. It is good. I have not had that. Um, I think I'm going to go with Booberry. Good choice. Yes. Somehow I knew you were going to center it around the Halloween cereal. I, Count Chocula popped up in my head immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we're becoming too predictable. If you have an answer that you are dying to give, I will allow it. Um. No, I don't think so. I I had my cereal, but I didn't really know why. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I can save that for another time. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I, of my questions. Yeah, I think that's the last question. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, everyone thank go check you. out Banded. Yes. Go read their stuff, listen to their playlists. They're awesome. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. Special thanks to Death of Fawn for our intro riff. You can visit our website at shewillrockyou.com. There you'll find links to our social, the show notes, and a place where you can contact us. Other than that, don't do drugs.